Act Four of King Arthur, a drama in a prologue and four acts by Joseph Commons Carr. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four The Passing of Arthur. Scene One The Queen's Prison in the Castle at Camelot. Door leading to the Queen's Chamber. Another door heavily barred. Window at back. Gaoler discovered keeping guard, as the scene opens, knocking at outer door. Who knocks without? One who bears a message for the Queen. Gaoler opens door and admits the messenger. What saith Sir Mordred? May she see her fool? Aye, I have brought him hither. That will content her much. She hath cried often for her fool. Yet methinks she shall suck but poor entertainment from the fellow now. His wits are clean gone and faith he is not like to smile again what mean you sir the news of arthur's death is now made sure and what is worse tis said twas lancelot's sword that struck him down who shall tell this to the queen within the hour sir mordred comes himself to bear the news think you twill stir her heart indeed i think not so look where she comes her white face like the headstone at a grave o'erlettered with the story of a day that ended long ago Enter Guinevere. She holds a bird in her hands. See what I've trapped. It fluttered at the bars and fell there at my feet. I'd have it caged, that I, its gowler, may have leave to dream that I am free. And then, perchance, one day this little bird will come and pray to me, who, being a queen, must needs be merciful and break its wicker walls. Gaoler, taking the bird. I'll cage it now. He goes towards door, and she sees the messenger. Ah, sir, you're from the court. Where is my fool, Sir Dagonet? Is that denied me too? Twas not so much to ask. Madam, he's here, and yet so changed, I fear he will not know thee. Opens door, and Dagonet enters. That counts for naught. I scarce do know myself. Come hither, Dagonet. Sirs, by your leave. Gaoler and messenger, exeunt. Dost thou not know thy queen? Ay, very well. There were two of them. For there was one, look you, that came with the spring from Camelard, and she had a face that touched heaven. And there was one that kept a poison on her lip for Lancelot's kissing. And harkee, last night, beneath the moon, I saw them both kneeling beside a grave. Whose grave? I know not, for the stone was bare, and they did not but weep. I'll tell thee, then. This grave, I think, was Guinevere's, who died that hour when she was born, and these two queens who through the night keep watch beside her tomb are but her shadows, fashioned for the mask which men call life, poor puppets that must dance while unseen fingers touch the trembling strings. But whence that music comes, from heaven or hell, there's none shall say, till all life's lamps burn out, and death stands forth to claim the harper's fee. Enter Gaoler. Make room. Sir Mordred comes. Enter Mordred. Exeunt Gaoler and Dagony. Great Queen, I bear thee news that sets thee free. What news is that? Thy lord, the king, is dead. Dead? Art thou sure? Why then, sir, he is free, and I that was his gaoler may not weep. Yet count not that against me, for I think tears are not all. Truth, thou wert wrong to weep. 
dost thou not know twas arthur's cruel will that set thee in this prison ay i know that thou hast said twas so and so it is but now i've come to break these prison bars and so give back unto our desert world life's sweetest rose that hungers for the sun and who art thou whose new-found sovereignty rides o'er the king's decree i am thy king there is no king save one and he is dead yet if it was his will to leave me here why here i'll stay nay then thou dost not guess the gift i bear thee guinevere those lips moulded by love's own hand are not yet doomed for death's embrace their kiss is for a king yet not like that dead lord whose bloodless soul wings to a frozen heaven who woos thee now is man not god and in his brimming veins runs longings like thine own i thought till now that i had suffered all but here i see my shame doth but begin twas not enough that through my sin for all succeeding time hell's mocking laugh shall haunt the voice of spring and plant its poisoned echo in each bower where lovers vows are sworn nay this is more that she whom love doth once make false to love must henceforth bear the common brand of lust seeming the painted toy that every man may purchase at his price why thou dost dream here at thy feet i lay an empire's throne where thou in equal majesty shall reign once more a queen a wanton not a queen who for this piece of gold thou call'st a crown would take thy murderous kiss nay have care my love lies near to hate i fear thy love thy hate is not truth thou shalt find it more than thou hast ever dreamed shouts without long live the king dost hear that cry it is the echoing voice of england's knights who hail me king and they were arthur's knights ay they loved arthur well yet when they learn as so they shall for i will vouch it true twas lancelot's sword did pierce him to the heart their eyes will turn on her whose shameful sin made lancelot false see then thy fate stands clear thou art death's bride or mine thy choice is free why then i choose to die yea though my soul slip down to hell hell were a paradise whilst thou art here exit guinevere by heaven then thou shalt die enter morgan ryan's is trapped and dying hath confessed his treason and thine own then arthur lives and all is lost nay all is left to win this news is secret and long ere tis known thy sword shall pierce his heart or his sword mine what wouldst thou question fate he pendragon's son shall slay that is born with the may so fate decreed his blood is thine and mine shouts long live king mordred death to guinevere grow louder to the end go take thy crown and none shall dare to question what is done or remains to do exit so fate take all to halt were death and that oncoming flood of time's uplifted wave can hold no more exit scene two 
The Great Hall at Camelot. As the scene is disclosed, the hall is filled with armed knights. Mordred is on the throne, accompanied by Morgan, and surrounded by the retinue of the court. Guinevere stands before the throne. Mordred turns to her. By England's knights in council, thou dost stand condemned of treason against thy lord the king, whose death lies at thy charge. Yet we, who bear the crown that Arthur wore, now give thee leave to plead in thy defence. If there be aught which thou canst urge why judgment should be stayed, stand forth and speak. We pray you hear her not. Guinevere, turning with a look of scorn towards Mordred. What still is left to say is not for thee. Then let the sentence go, Queen Guinevere, daughter of Leodegrounts of Cornwall. Now hear thy judgment as the law decrees, that first, despoiled of thy royal robes, thou shalt be fastened to an iron stake until thy mortal body be consumed in fiery flames. And saith the law no more? Aye, this it adds, that if thy prayer may win some champion for thy cause, then this same knight shall claim due right of battle against that lord whose charge hath brought thee here. And who is that? "'Tis I who charge thee now. "'Why then, Sir Knights, I'll kneel and pray to you, "'if haply one find heart to serve his queen. "'Think not I plead for this poor gift of life. "'Nay, could I choose these hands should bear fresh faggots "'to the blaze that lights me to a tomb. "'Yet hear me all. "'Who stands my knight to-day shall rest from time a crown of glory. "'Not, sirs, that he fought for one whose sin knows no desert save death.' that were but shame. Yet whoso dares that shame, his sword, shall win the right, denied him else, to slay that crawling thing upon thy throne. Wherefore I cry a champion for my cause. Mordred, who has descended from the throne, whispers aside. Too late, my queen, too late. What wouldst thou give to win a king's kiss now? Doth no one speak? Then, Harold, let the trumpet's tongue bray out. Her knight is gone a-hawking, or perchance he sleeps too late. The trumpet sounds, and at the third call Sir Bedivere breaks through the throng and stands before Mordred. Hold there, Sir Harold. Hither comes a knight to answer for the queen. Who is this knight? Sir, by your leave that shall be better told when all is done. The knights give way, and Arthur stands alone with lowered helm. See, madam, where he stands thy champion, who must needs have come from far to answer in such cause. Guinevere kneels at Arthur's feet. I thank thee, sir, yet now I do repent me of what's done, and fain would set thee free. Put up thy sword, I am not worthy that a true knight's blood should flow for me. See, I will tell thee all. I had a champion once, the mightiest knight, the bravest and the truest in the world. He was my lord and I his chosen queen, brought him to shame. Then wherefore praise him now? Nay, sir, I must, for that is life's hard law, which will not yield its secret till the close. When Arthur went, the sun shot scarlet red, and all the past lay bare. Then pray thee, sir, put up thy sword that waits a worthier cause. A pause, but Arthur makes no sign. Thou wilt not? Then I'll ask this much of thee. When death shall call thee home, it so may chance that thou shalt meet my lord. If that should be, give him this word, 
that at the end his queen knew him for what he was true lord of all go lead her hence so god defend our king exit guinevere followed by agravaine and knights mordred turns to arthur who remains motionless morgan watching him intently from the steps of the throne sir bedivere stands by arthur and now i'm thine yet first by heaven i'll know the face beneath that mask twas kept for thee as he lifts his helm mordred starts back the king ay sir the king who but to win this little hour from out the wreck of time would take life's wearied hand and travel back across the ruined past should fate declare that only so his sword might claim the right to slay thee now prate on i fear thee not thou hast forgot the message of the may then hear it now enough twas thou false witch that stole the scabbard of excalibur yet see the blade remains whose every stroke is winged by death not so not so my lord that fickle steel shall splinter as it falls on one twice armed by fate he pendragon's son shall slay that is born with the may see there he stands why then the end is here said on sir knight death stands betwixt us twain and death shall choose they fight and arthur is wounded traitor that blow ends all he falls to the earth long live the king the trumpet is heard without dost hear that sound nay look not on what's done there's more to do her soul shall join with his to wing its way across night's starless sky exeunt morgan and mordred and as they go they are greeted by cries from without long live the king nay sirs it is not for long i'm dying bedivere where is my sword there in thy hand poor hand that knew it not go quickly bedivere and bear it hence unto that little bay hid in the cliff then cast it in the sea to wait the day when upward from the shrieking waves shall spring a vast sea-brood of mightier strain than ours bearing across the world from end to end one cry to all our sword is in the sea why then tis done he takes sword and goes off life's tide is ebbing fast gawain enters hurriedly nay what is here the wreck of all the world peace sir i know thy news the queen is dead not so she lives and thou art well avenged by one who dying struck thy murderer down didst know him gawain i i knew him once the courtliest knight that ever bare a shield the sternest soldier to his mortal foe yet gentlest of us all nay sir his name his name my lord was lancelot lancelot ah so life's long night is breaking at the last guinevere enters while the figure of merlin appears standing above the recumbent form of arthur where is that knight who died that i might live hush lady here he is 
she sees the face of Arthur and falls at his feet. My lord, my lord! Whose face was there? I pray you, someone say, for all grows dark. I know not where I am. Her name was Guinevere. What, sirs? Why, then, this should be Cameliard. Rousing himself with sudden energy. See, tis the spring. Down in the vale the blossoms of the May are swinging in the sun. And there she stands, that shall be England's queen. Far up I hear the ceaseless beating of death's restless wing, And round mine eyes the circling veil of night Grows deeper as it falls. Henceforth my sword rests in its scabbard. What remains is peace. He falls back, dead. He's gone. The light of all the world lies dead. The stage darkens, leaving a light only on the face of Merlin. Not so. He doth but pass who cannot die. The king that was, the king that yet shall be, whose spirit, borne along from age to age, is England's to the end. Look where the dawn sweeps through a wider heaven, and on its wings by those three queens of night his barge is borne to that sweet isle of Avalon, whose sleep can heal all earthly wounds. During this speech the stage grows darker, and as the vision appears, at the back, of Arthur borne in the barge, with the three queens bending over his body, the chorus breaks out and continues till the end. Sleep, O oh sleep, till night outworn, wakens to the echoing horn, that shall greet thee, King newborn, King that was and is to be, and a voice from shore to shore cries, Arise, and sleep no more. Greet the dawn, the night is o'er, England's sword is in the sea. End of Act 4 End of King Arthur, a drama in a prologue and four acts, by Joseph Commons Carr